Hey guys, I hope you had a really great Pride Month. Uh, no huge announcements today, but I did want to mention that we are going to be at TutiCon August 23rd to 25th at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis. TutiCon is probably one of our favorite conventions to go to. It's a really big gaming con, and we always have a lot of fun when we're there. We're actually going to be doing a panel, adding diversity to your D&D games, which is going to have a lot of tips and tricks on how to make characters, how to DM, things like that and also adding uh, more diversity to things like LGBTQ stuff. You know, the crap that we try and do. So anyway, if you're going to be there, please come by and see us. Come by and say hi. We love talking with everyone. We want to hear all your D&D stories. So that's it. Thanks for listening and stay legendary. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. If we have missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include Mature Themes Imagine a world on the frontier where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources are found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances are happening at such a rate that society can't keep up, allowing evil or misguided people to create abominations of nature. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine, amidst all this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. Malcolm and the other four constables with him load Victoria up into a stagecoach. A barred stagecoach. It is very much prisoner transport. Right. They are pulling out all the stops for her. (laughs) As she is being loaded up into it, a voice echoes. Dead man walking. Dead man she looks over at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just picking up my nails. I show her one of my fangs. Dead man walking. And then in Elio, it was Bill says, Maisie on to take care of mercy on you. And that's the last you see of her as the doors close. And, and as it clangs shut, it echoes. Dead men walking, dead men walking, dead men walking. Creepy shit. It's been a while since I got to really mess with anybody. I have. What? I'm a little turned on. <laughs> but we have a long ride ahead of us, so let's go. <laughs> I've, t- so. I've died only to you so I can study this spell. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep on. Can I connect with Cortez at will? Yep. Okay, so I'm probably also like practicing that in short bursts okay. to try and I kind of want to see do you let me know that you oh, can't yeah. hear okay. oh yeah yeah I tell you what I'm doing just kind of trying to see like first it's like only like 10 seconds mm-hmm. and then I come back and see if there's a headache and if there's not kind of I'm kind of seeing how much I can push it before I start getting a headache right so actually as you do that you realize connecting with Cortez isn't really causing too much of a headache. There's a little bit of disorientation. Right. You get the idea it's more of the act of performing the actual ritual spell. Ugh. Like the, the hour-long process. Right. Th- that is what causes the headache. Well, when we get some play time, I'm going to have to practice this. Victoria is loaded up. How they ride, they have the driver, they have shotgun, which is actually where the term came from. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For our listeners, shotgun, the position shotgun being the pa- the front passenger side in the car, comes from wagon riding where the person sitting next to the driver would be the one holding the shotgun. 
So they have the driver, they have shotgun, and they have a lookout on top of the stagecoach. And they have two riding horse, one in front, one behind. And you two are allowed to take up whatever positions you would like. Are you still practicing stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just kind of leaving it up to you where you want want to We're going to take a position in the back. Okay. I don't know if we can keep an eye out, like, behind us, because they've got two people looking ahead, right? Or more, a couple more people. They have two people looking ahead, one person kind of keeping an eye, like, all around on top, and then you guys yeah. doing whatever. So. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to be keeping, like, kind of keeping an eye on the road behind us, and then off to the sides. Okay. Sounds I good. Mean, I don't anticipate anything, but just in course. Yeah. Never likes to be... <sighs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, but, and you, uh... Just, you, you're tied to me, so you're not really paying that much attention. Mm-hmm. You're practicing your... your uh... um, right now, I'm just studying as a ceiling. I'm not going to actually try to cast it until okay. later. Okay. So, Malcolm tells you that at the pace they'll be traveling at, it'll probably take two days to get from Blue Peak to Air Pike, even though it's normally a one, day's, one day-ish trip. Right. They want to be extra cautious and because of the stagecoach, they're having to, or because, yeah, because of the carriage, they're having to take it a little bit slower. That's fine. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll travel with them as long as they, okay. mm-hmm. as long as it takes to see her in another prison cell. Mm-hmm. So. And beyond, perhaps. Uh, how long are we going to be in it? Like, mm-hmm. at least long enough to give Ernest and Nikki some things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need the two of you to make perception checks, please. Hey! I have advantage on perception. Uh, is that a seven or one? That is a seven. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, 13. 25. So about halfway through the day, it's about noon, Talia, you see Malcolm kind of like staring up at the sun for a little bit and kind of like blinking and like looking back up. You all right? Yeah. Yeah, something flying above us. Uh, It's hiding in the sun. Can't tell if it's just a buzzard (laughs) waiting for one of the horses to drop dead. Would you like me to check? Uh, can you? Indeed I can. The old DMP members can do some weird shit I've seen. <laughs> this is not because of the DMP. <laughs> this is because of the Undertaker. Like I said. You have no idea. Go for it. Alright, and I look right at him and my eyes go white. Right. Launch Cortez up. He watches and looks at you, Tali. It's like... I just smile. He shrugs and it's like, <laughs> damn, weirdest things. Uh, he, he's still kind of like looking, like shooting glances up. Um, I'm looking around, uh-huh. like, like at other, like mm-hmm. at everything around us. Okay. Uh, Celine. Yes. So with that role, with Cortez up in the air, you do see high above you another bird that is making wide circles around in the air high above you. Mm-hmm. And Cortez makes his way up and kind of mimics the bird's pattern. Mm-hmm. Gets a little bit of a better view on it. Alright. Looks to be an owl of some kind. During the middle of the day? And am I able to speak? Like Not you personally? Really. Yeah. Like, er, while Me? you're on, yes, yes, you are able to speak, yes. It looks like an owl. An owl? But I can't he- I cannot hear. You cannot hear. Alright, Cortez is going to try to get a little closer to it. Okay. Circles up closer. Make a perception check for Cortez. Alright. Is it a seven or a one? That's a seven. This is a nine. A nine. Okay. Yeah, it looks to be a... Dark owl. A dark owl. I look at Malcolm. 
Owls don't come out during the day. I mean, they can. It's not unheard of, but... Also, owl. I mean, they aren't, they aren't unheard of up here, but they tend to stick closer to the mountains. Um, I, I try to influence Cortez to call it. I don't think you can. Oh, okay. I thought we could share, like... While it's within 100 feet of you, you can uh, okay. directly communicate with him. But he's further than 100 feet. Yeah. Okay. Outside of that, you can still see through his eyes and through his senses and stuff, but you can't communicate directly with him. Okay. Can I, as Cortez, decide to call at it? <laughs> I don't know what this fucking owl's doing. It's probably another familiar. That's what I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. Or somebody polymorph. Is polymorph a thing? Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. higher level thing, but it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't. Talia does not, but I do. <laughs> so, as Cortez is circling up higher to try and get closer, because he knew that you, you wanted a look at what this was and mm -hmm. trying to figure out what it is, there's a kind of like a whiff of something on the air. Can I smell it? Yeah. It's faint, but... Rotten eggs? Sulfur. It smells like sulfur. Take out my guns. I suggest everybody be on their guard. Why, what's up? If she's smelling sulfur, then we might have bigger problems than someone spying. And I, like, kind of take mm -hmm. Celine and I, like, kind of do this. To, like, indicate, like, yeah. maybe you should come back now. All right, I come back. Okay. <sighs> and it was for Cortez. Yeah, Cortez is already back on his way down. Uh-huh. He felt your mind leave his. Right. Kind of coming back down. An owl, a dark owl, during the day, smells like sulfur. And I've got my guns out. It's like, we. And you're going to shoot it. I don't think I can. You go test one of your guns and you can <laughs> shoot it. Uh, no, there's nothing I can do. We're just gonna have to wait, but be extra cautious. Have we smelled them before? No. Okay. Alright, well, we just keep moving. But now I'm, like, being extra, like, looking around and shit. Um, like, kinda... It's hiding in the sun, so we mm -hmm. can't actually, like, take yeah. a look at it. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, we're just gonna have to wait until it's too high up for me to, to me to hit. So. I can do close quarter. So if it gets <laughs> really close, I can hit you it. You can shoot it. I can shoot it, but... Yeah, you're much better with the up-close-and-personal type of shooting. Yeah. I like to see the whites of their eyes. <laughs> Alright. So we just move cautious. Yeah. You continue to move cautiously, but nothing else seems to happen as the day goes on. Okay. So that was probably it. Which is what I was thinking. I mean, I don't... Tally does not know that, so I should. Would would Celine know that? That's the uh... make a religion check. Religion check. All right. Oh, 16 plus something. At yeah. least 20 something. Religion. Ooh, yes, it is uh, 24. Yeah. Sometimes fiends. The fiendish entities. Sometimes when they sell there. Is it still up there? Uh, it's hard to see it because it's doing a good job of keeping hidden in the sun. Even, like, it's kind of tracking with the sun right. as it circles, but it's not perfect. It occasionally dips out of the glow of the sun, and you can still see it high above. Right. So it's just watching. Yeah. Alright. Now we'll just keep moving. Keeping an eye on it. I mean, I could cast Sacred Flame at it, I suppose. Too far away. Too far away. Mm. 
I could yell at it. <laughs> Actually, how far can Somatergy go? In the air? Yeah. I'm trying to startle it. 30 feet. Never mind. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, I think we should just keep an eye out. Just be cautious. Wow, it's a really good thing I kept the bedrolls. Why? Because I don't necessarily want to sleep in the house right now. Aww. You can sleep in the house, but if I'm anything, not leaving you. Well, if anything happens, I just don't want. But I want to go in the house and get my blanket. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All of our shit's in there. So whenever we stop, you stop at the waypoint. Ah, okay. And given the pace you've been traveling at, it's not quite sundown, but it's close. And Malcolm says that it's best not to go any further, just because moving on the road in the dark not a good scenario alright yes may I speak with Victoria I suppose um, what the hell do you want to speak with her for I'm gonna have to lock you in with her there's no way I'm letting her out of of course I would not have it any other way he nods and then by all means and he gestures for you to follow him and are you following uh i'm gonna stay outside but well yes but i want to hear whatever you're asking and he unlocks the door for you and opens it and yelling at uh, saying loudly to victoria away from the door and i step inside Mm -hmm. and they sit down across one now okay and she's just Sitting there. That cast on a tooth. She fails. Hmm. There is a dark owl that is circling ahead, uh, overhead. Do you know anything about that? She takes a sharp intake of breath at the casting of the spell. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. I know nothing about an owl. How about a fiendish familiar? I know nothing about a fiendish familiar. I was really hoping that she would uh pull some shit because I got another one in my pocket that I was going to bust out. I know, you had that the last time too. It didn't work. <sighs> one day it is going to work. It's such a good combination. Uh, can you think of any way to word this? Do you know anyone who might be following us? I am not acquainted with anybody who might be following us. Are you choosing your words carefully, so that you do not lie? Verily. See, now Megzi has to be smart, and Megzi's not very smart. Um, Sorry. <laughs> um, hang on, give me a second. How long does our tooth last? Because we can sit here forever, and I can cast it again. Ten minutes. Oh, and I've got how many spells? How many times can I cast this? I can cast this three more ta- uh, two more times. And I can probably cast it again. Can I cast it at a higher level? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I can cast it six. We have got uh, an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes to sit here and play 20 questions. And I can think of a lot of questions, can't you? So what's it like knowing you have to put your daughter in the grave twice? I say from outside. She gets upset, she'll make a mistake. She's kept a, like perfectly, like, blank expression until that question and her eye just twitches and her mouth sours into a bit of a frown. Excruciating. I'm sure. Why are you choosing your words so carefully? Why are you choosing your answers so carefully, Victoria Question? 
Answer. And I cast command. So I have to make a save on that? I think so. Yeah, she does. Nope, you just you just you just you just fail automatically because it's it, it works every time if I'm casting it. Command. I don't have the card for Wisdom saving throw. Okay, that one she does save. Can I tell that she saved? She doesn't answer. How many times what can you guess that? Four more times. It's three more times. <sighs> Why are you choosing your answer so carefully, Victoria Gresham? Answer. Also, be careful because we might need to attack tonight. I've got tools that did. Okay. Again, silence. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. Do you want to do it the hard way? Because right now you're telling me you really want to do this the hard way. How long will the hard way last? A minute. I've got time. So do I. And I stand up. She's chained, right? Mm-hmm. And I walk towards her. I take out my bone dagger. And I cut myself. And I cast Bane. Now you have a negative four saving throws. <laughs> negative one d4 to saving throws. Negative four. It says four. So it's a d4. <laughs> the point is. Yes. <laughs> she watched you just absolutely implacidly as you rose up and pulled the dagger a little quizzical when you cut yourself instead of her. And then I reach out my hand and it turns black. And the breath hitches in her chest as her eyes suddenly go wide and then kind of become a little hazy. Just like she's having a hard time focusing. So once again, why are you choosing your words so carefully? Answer! Minus 1d4. Mm-hmm. It has to roll a 4 for her to fail this. She answers. Oh. Again, kind of having a hard time focusing. To prevent giving anything away. Like what? Secrets of reanimation. We have all your schematics and all of your research. And uh, quite honestly, I don't give a flying fuck. So what is there left to keep a secret? She still has that kind of glazed look in her eyes, but at the same time, she's managed to compose herself again, still. Want me to try it? You're welcome to. Um, can I see her? If I, like, get up on the bar? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna cast Charm Person then. <laughs> like, fuck not. Is that a wisdom save on her part? Uh, minus 1d4. Minus 1d4. It is a wisdom saving throw, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a fail. <laughs> and I kind of like go up, look through the boss, and it's like, alright, how did I do that again? <laughs> alright. Just kind of like do something shadowy. Yep. my hands. So... I look over at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> and do you, that. You, you see, like, her eyes go from being kind of hazy and unfocused. All of a sudden, this black smoke kind of, like, flits through them. And she looks up at you, Talia, and kind of relaxes. Now, darling, we have absolutely no interest in reanimation. Our entire purpose of bringing you in was to stop it. However, if that bird up there is going to be causing us more of a problem, I really just would like to figure out what kind of danger these men are in that are just doing their job. Do you know anything about it? I don't know anything about the bird. But you have some idea of something. I was told not to say. 
Who told you not to say? A man visited my cell. What do you look like? Anybody we know? I highly doubt it. Well, why do you highly doubt it? I know lots of people. I know lots of interesting people. I doubt you know such an individual from the higher echelons of Air Pike society. Try me. Now give her a wink. <laughs> and I'm just like grinning at you like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> Although I must admit, I do run more with the scholarly sorts. As uh, I've frequented the library up in Air Pike multiple times. Mm. Well, all right. I was visited by a representative of Mr. Walker. A representative of Walker? Talia, you do know that name. you never seen pictures of him or really any description of him either, but you know the name as being the commander of the 42nd. Oh, fuck me. And what would the 42nd want from you. She kind of gets a secretive smile on her face. I bet you had all sorts of things to tell him, didn't you, darling? All sorts of things. And what'd he tell you? <sighs> Charm person. Love it when you're a player. Hate hey, it when, when you're, you're a DM. DM. <laughs> For an hour... Charm creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Okay. So I'm being nice. But she still hates me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she likes me though. Oh, good cop, bad cop. Yeah. She looks at you, Talia. Well, they mentioned nothing specific, but he asked what kind of favors somebody like me could do for someone who got them out of a sticky situation. They're the 42nd though, hon. I mean, sticky situations are their bread and butter. Exactly why they would be perfect to help someone such as myself out of an incredibly sticky situation. I see. They mentioned when that was gonna happen. So will they agree to Oh, ow. They didn't say exactly when. They just said during my move. Wonderful. Well, as always, Victoria, it was wonderful talking to you. She kind of, kind of smiles. Celine, sweetheart? Yes? You mind heading out for a second? Of course. Anything for you. Malcolm! Yeah? Can you get her out, please? Alright, and he comes up and... Stay away from the door. Unlocks. Nods at you, Celine. We have a problem. I take Malcolm, and I, like, walk him. Mm. What'd you find out? We have a very big problem. And uh, I don't know how much of this you're going to believe or how much you're going to like my idea, but okay, apparently a member, a representative of Walker visited her in Blue Peak and instructed her that someone would help her out of this sticky situation. He looks disbelieving from you back to the stagecoach. She fed you that line of bullshit? She didn't have a choice. Looks at you questioningly. The dead man's promise can do all sorts of crazy shit, including forcing someone to tell the truth. And I smile. And I'm playing with my pearl necklace. Roll persuasion with advantage. Okay. God, he's really not gonna go for my idea. No. Hey, can I have guidance, please? Bless you. Thank you. 
Uh, I probably didn't need it. Uh, Nat 20? No, almost. Persuasion? Mm -hmm. So 19, 20, 21, 22, but just for fun. 23, 24, 25. So a member of the 42nd went to her in her cell and told her that they were going to bust her out. That's what she said. That seems to be the um, implication. Fuck. I have an idea. Okay. I'm not going to like this idea, am I? Oh, you're going to, Aiden. Uh, you're, it's going to require an insane amount of trust on your part. Let me hear it. I want to show you, though. Is there a, like a behind the thing? Is there somewhere that's like not out in the open? Yes, because you guys are at the waypoint. There are some outcroppings of trees. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I take him behind a tree. Ernest better have a fucking way to keep people out. So I turn the knob, mm -hmm. open it up. What and, the uh, fuck? Motion him inside of our house. Welcome to my humble abode. You live in this tree. No. <laughs> yes. No. And I open it. Could I, I nodded him like, yeah, we live in the tree. <sighs> it is a pocket. A magical pocket. It's a big pocket. Yes, look out for the star whales. Close it. So... Here's my idea. And again, it's gonna require an insane amount of trust. Because what I'm proposing is basically to let you guys let us take her. By sticking her in here, and I, clo I close the door and take it off the door again. So he's just looking at the doorknob. And ride our way to Airpike. That way, if anybody comes, they'll get an empty sale. And actually, if one of you could join me, <laughs> like you, somebody go in there with her. Maybe you, 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 you personally, possibly. I was going to sit in there without. Well, that too, but. Okay, wait. You want to put her in this tree? Yes. <sighs> it can go. Is there another fucking tree? Yeah. Okay, I go to that. Click. It's not the tree. You put it up against any surface it opens. Magic. Magic. A big fucking ton of magic. So, you get in there with her. Celine will be in there. And I'm just gonna ride my ass to Airpike. Okay. That's what I, I, That's exactly what I was thinking too. Totally. <laughs> it's a great diversion. In fact, we could we could take it one step further. What's one step further? We tell everyone. Well, we make it look like she got away. No. I'd rather their attention be right on caravan mm. as long as these men can as long as the men can handle themselves for the most part and they know at one point to just run that's great but we'll already have a head start i plan on riding the whole night i'm not stopping but that puts you out alone and if they catch wind that something funny is going on and chase you down alone well, then uh, bringing us a staff member in here but to watch Elle and I will be with her, and I will go outside with staff. Actually, yeah. Two two people holding her. We'll put your, there's a stable and they put your horses in. In, or, fact, in fact, in wait, fact. Wait, no. If they don't have as many horses, then there's, because there was a guy. No, what we do, what we do is we go in the carriage, like in, in the cell, open the door in there, put her in. So that if anyone's watching, they don't see her get transported. Well, that's yeah. That okay. was my that was my initial idea. Okay, is to go in there, drag her in, but their horse. The pro only problem is they're going to see less people. 
All right. Well, as far as if, if they are watching, then as far as they are concerned, we are in the cell with her. Actually, that might not be a horrible idea either. All right. I don't know you. Yeah. So I'm not willing to put her in your custody. I was assigned to get her to Airpike. I'm going to see her get to Airpike. I do not trust myself in your custody. So I am not putting her in there, getting in there with her, and having you ride us both to Airpike. But I'm not going to pass up a valuable asset. And this... He again looks at the tree, even though you've closed the door. <laughs> this pocket. I like the idea of it. The other thing we could do is, well, we put our horses in there, and then keep the pocket inside the cart. That was more to my way of thinking. Or we don't even need to keep because. If I understand, again, he's looking back and forth between the two trees. You can open the door, put her inside, close it, and move it. Mm-hmm. So, you go into the carriage, put her inside. Mm-hmm. If you trust her inside your own home. I don't. Not without someone else in there with her. I will do it if you would like me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. You I, go. Hmm. Yeah, you could go in. But just if you get attacked, I do not want to be in there with her. God, this seemed like a really good idea when I was coming up with it. Oh, I think I'll can... put one of my boys in the house with her. Two would be better. Uh, two is going to be suspicious. Two. One looks like she went in there and was like being rowdy. And someone's like keeping an eye, keeping on, an her. eye on her. I would prefer one of my men be in there with her. I would prefer one of your men be in there with her as well. And then the pocket can be removed, yes? Yeah. I would ask to take custody of your home until we reach the Pike. Oh, I really don't want that to happen either. All right, as long as I immediately get it back. Immediately. In fact, upon reaching the Pike, I will enter the carriage, open the pocket back up, and hand and return to you your property after she has been extricated from your home. All right, shake on it. He does. Gods, I got a horrible fucking feeling about this. Well, if this was easy, what fun would it be? <laughs> Indeed. You want to do this now or in the morning? Let's do it now. I'd rather now. All right. Go find whoever you trust and let's do this. All right. He goes to the person riding shotgun and tells him to follow and uh, switch places with the watchman up top. The watch, So the watchman up top takes the shotgun position and he follows Malcolm back over to the trees. This is Whitman. Whitman? And he explains the situation to Whitman, who seems to more quickly grasp the idea of the the pocket. Right? Ah, uh, small man. <laughs> Just be careful of star whales. There's no goddamn star whales. I look at them. And also keep her out of the fucking house. Keep her at the stables. I look. Oh, wait. You said there's no star whales. I look. Is that anyone has seen... I roll my eyes. I roll my eyes. There are no star whales. Right. (laughs) She nods like, there are totally star whales. Ignore her. Keep that piece of trash out of the fucking house. What an insult to trash. 
Flash was useful at one point. Not allowed in the fucking house. I don't care. Right. And if you need to pee, because there's a toilet in there, knock it the fuck out. I don't care. Actually, here is a bucket. Yeah, just don't pee in the whale. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, like, extremely agitated. Like... Yeah. So... Talia, Talia, it is okay. We are asking them to trust us. It is only fair that we trust them as well. Malcolm, you better not die. I'm just telling you. Don't plan on it. Don't worry. If he does, I can bring him back. And then look over at Malcolm and smile. And it stops. She's a cleric of the Undertaker. What do you think she can do? What can't I do? Let's go do this. Goddamn weirdest things. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Oh, you have no idea. So, Malcolm directs you two to come over with him to the carriage and lets you and Whitman, uh, you, Talia, and Whitman inside the carriage. Right. So you kind of crowded in there. Has it been an hour yet? It took a little while explaining things to, uh, oh, to so Malcolm. She, so, so she, the spell's off. Yeah. A smile real big as we get in there. She's just like furiously glaring Victoria. at you. Thank you for being so cooperative. Elliot was very helpful. Indeed. Uh, gag her also. And uh, that's one sti- yeah. another stipulation. She remains gagged the whole time. Was gonna do that anyway. Wonderful. Is that Whitman? Yeah. I like you. Don't be stupid. And he gags her and uh, you wanna open the Yep, here we go. So okay. I, I go to the back of the uh-huh. the thing and I'll open the door. And her eyes immediately go kind of wide. And uh, we haul her in. Yeah, she's uh, athletics. Check out advantage because Whitman's helping. And she's chained up. Jesus. Okay. Like double advantage. Like you get to roll ten times and pick someone you like. (laughs) No. Yeah. 16 plus uh, 4. So 20. She rolled a three. That's right. A three, probably minus at least one. So yeah. And I've got more manacles too. Yeah. So when we get her in, uh huh, I extra manacle the chains mm-hmm. onto the 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 the, po- stable, the stable post. Okay. Yeah. You can see her mouth like moving up and down, like. Don't be too upset, Victoria. This was the alternative to just killing you. Like, just pretty much screaming through the gag. Just mm-hmm. that. Feel free to knock her out. This is entertaining. <laughs> she doesn't move. Right. She doesn't come in the house. Nope. If you leave this spot and get her out of your sight to pee or whatever, she gets knocked out. I got a bucket. Perfect. Good. <laughs> I kind of get like really close to him in like a not a threatening way, but like a like a need to I listen mean to me. business. It's like this is my home. Please, I'm begging you. I understand. All right. <laughs> okay, we get out. <laughs> okay, and well, you get out. Cause, I get out. Yeah, and, and turn. Yeah. Close the. And I head out of the yep. thing. We close it, and then I like subtly hand it to to Malcolm. He takes it and tucks it away. Thank you. I got my blanket out. Yeah, we got. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got my blanket and my yeah. pillow and and some other things. All right. <laughs> some, a book. Well, we're gonna bed down for the night. I'm taking watch. All right. She wants to take a second watch. I will. Okay. Who's taking third watch? The four men, Malcolm and the three others that did not go inside, are all going to take their turns at watch. Okay. So they they will actually take the full the whole night in four shifts. You're welcome to stay up for however many of them. If you guys want to get a full night's rest, you can only be up for one shift. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just <sighs> paranoid. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> holding the horse. All right. Special shout out to our newest patrons, Shoral and Wyvarian. Thanks for the support, guys. Looking for affordable games and gaming accessories made in Wisconsin? Check out our friends at geekfoundry.net and their line of unique gaming products. With items ranging from handmade gaming accessories to one-of-a-kind props, Geek Foundry sources as much of their material locally as possible and puts a focus on quality over quantity. Geek Foundry is a local minority-owned LGBTQ friendly online store. Visit them today at geekfoundry.net. Thanks for the support. Welcome to Video Games Cover to Cover, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at the cover art of classic video games. Wait, I think you're reading from the wrong script. Okay, scratch that. Video Games Cover to Cover is the podcast where we take a thorough look at our favorite or not-so-favorite video games, giving them the in-depth treatment and discussion they deserve. Andrew and I really never play games together anymore, so now I'm forcing him to play games with me every week. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. So of the four shifts, one, two, three, or four, which ones are you staying up for? Um, I think I'm going to go for four. Okay. Just because I'm going to really rise it anyway. Okay. Uh, Celine? I will take the first shift since I am sort of a night owl. Okay. So as the rest bed down for the night, Celine, you stay up with Malcolm takes first watch. All right. So there are two people on watch? Uh, you and Malcolm, yep. All right. They have cartels who's probably sleeping, but mm-hmm. I have him with me. Yep. Just take out my cards, I think. So, uh, Priest of the Undertaker. Cleric. Forgive me, I seem to miss the difference. A priest is simply a person who follows a god. Cleric is someone who is granted power from them. Power? Indeed. Like, like what, a wizard? And the voices in his ear? Not quite. The fuck? <laughs> Only me, I'm not in my sleep. Yeah, but you're in your sleep, you go... <laughs> <laughs> in my sleep, like... <laughs> play a stupid game, win a surprise. That's uh, quite an unnerving ability you got there. <laughs> Yes, well, it serves me well. It was uh, thanks to the grace of the Undertakers that we were able to um, apprehend Victoria. Inside check him. Yep, please. That's a five. I'm gonna t- use my last luck point. No, I have no luck points. Yeah, no, you go back. Inside, I have seven. Nice, so 18, 18. total. Malcolm is a fairly simple man. Okay. I mean, competent and reliable, but he's not going to be winning any Nobel Prizes for science. (laughs) (laughs) You have a feeling he's kind of rolling at a a minus two to anything involving (laughs) intelligence. Yeah. Ah, him and me both. (laughs) So I'm (coughs) shuffling my cards. What you doing there? Asking the Undertaker for guidance or insight. So, um, any help you can give me. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I could ask him directly, but... Mm. (laughs) I somehow think that you may not like that. (laughs) <laughs> he's staring at you shuffling the cards kind of apprehensively I could read your fortune if you like I'm fine thanks <laughs> alright insight guidance an intuitive nudge in the right direction six of pentacles inverted means be careful who you trust the helmet inverted means isolation. The four of wands means breakdown in communication. And they so obviously cards to look at Malcolm. What do they say? Be careful who you trust. 
Good life advice in general. Indeed. <laughs> so what about you, Malcolm? What is your story? Uh, been a constable ever since I turned 18. Really? Yeah. It's coming up on 13 years ago. Hmm. Do you have a family? Wife. Son. I also have a son. Uh, he was your husband? <laughs> I do not have a husband. I have a partner. She's sleeping right now. She's going to take the first watch. Oh. But my son is at the academy. He is studying magic. Oh. <clears throat> when you say partner... Never mind. Love out. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Think about it. <clears throat> <laughs> Imagine it. Let it roll through your mind. Oh, do not be so... <laughs> I'm asleep. Yeah, you are. If you have a son, then you understand how these things work. Uh, never been able to afford to send my son to anything as fancy as the academy, but he goes to school like he should. What is his name? Also, Malcolm. <laughs> It's a bit of a family name. I see. Uh, what about your boy? What about him? No. Uh, what's his name? Jacob. Hmm. Interesting name. He is, a, he is an interesting kid. He, he kind of looks you up and down. Oh, wait, at the academy? Yes. How old is he? Twelve. Kind of gives you a look. Oh, I love playing this game. Just <laughs> <laughs> kind of like he wants to ask, but he's he's just like opens his mouth and closes it a couple of times. Well, how old do I look? No, um, you can't be any older than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my kids, don't, my kids seven. Hmm. I'm I'm sorry, it, it's inappropriate it's a, to. No, it is fine. Humans age so quickly. You're such a <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fay. You really are. <laughs> Human, uh. Humans age so quickly after all. Oh, I got a bit of a... What? He kind of looks you over. Dwarf? And you? <laughs> you can tell, like, he is just very uncomfortable in making this conversation. <laughs> oh. Not quite. Oh, well. Yeah. You got white hair. What the fuck are you? No, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm asleep. Sorry. Wait, who's got white hair? Malcolm. He's oh. got white hair. He's thirty-one. Mm-hmm. I'm thirty-one. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have gray. He's got white. I'm not following. There's a difference between gray hair from age uh-huh. and white hair, like it's white white like yeah. like y- yarn white. <laughs> Like mine. No, you have blonde white hair. Mm. He's got white hair. As in, like, a L'Oreal white hair. Oh, okay. You got a white hair. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? You are human? Yeah. So far as I know. Hmm. Yeah. Mom had to raise me and my brothers on her own. Hmm. But 
Good, strong woman. Uh, it's about time I wake the next watch. Is it already? Uh, time flies when you have someone to talk to. I suppose. <sighs> so that means my time is up as well? Yep, you yeah. go to sleep. Alright, well. Sleep well, Malcolm. You as well, uh, Celine. Miss, Ar Miss Argent? Miss Argent. Yeah. Sleep well, Miss Argent. Yeah. And I cuddle up next to you with my blanket. <laughs> <laughs> just in my sleep, like, put my arm around her. Hmm. I really hope this works. Mm -hmm. So, night goes on. Talia, it is eventually your watch. And I kind of slip out from underneath Selena. Yeah, Selena's like, like, got a death grip on you. Yeah, just slip out and make my way over. So if I need to come back up, or, or is there still a fire going? It's a low fire. It's okay. almost, it's almost embers. You also see the man who had been riding rear horse guard getting up to take his turn in the watch. Okay. Did we inform everybody of what's going on? Malcolm did not. Good. Bradley gets up to, and he, he stirs the fire a little bit. Bradley, I forgot to mention his name. That's fine. We're mentioning it now. Mentioning it now. He nods. And I'm back. <coughs> Coffee? Yes, please. Mm. Make it the right way. Starts making some. You alright? Uh, I didn't sleep well. No? I never sleep well on the road. <laughs> Did you get assigned or volunteered to come out here? Ugh. I always, uh, travel with Malcolm. Ugh. How long have you been a constable? Uh, about three years now. Uh, no. Joined the academy in Airpike. I'm also technically a part of uh, the Airpike Military Reserve. Ugh. How's that work? Uh, district ever goes to war. Or if the name just makes a general, like, wide motion, if the Confederacy or whatever goes to war, uh, we'll all be called in. They pay for a, a basic lodging, so I don't have to worry about my own place unless I want to. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah. They also paid for some of the schooling. What kind of schooling did you get at the academy? Things like uh, law enforcement in the city. Uh, you learn various tactics for hunting somebody down or taking somebody unwilling into custody. <laughs> you learn some in tracking and following leads and things like that, but mostly... <laughs> I kind of got uh, passing grades, but yeah, I got I get what I deserve for that. You get through with only passing grades, you get assigned shit work. <laughs> well, must be rewarding on some level for you. <sighs> Pads my pocket. What about you? How long you been with the DMP? A couple weeks. That's it. Yeah, I joined up in Ubendale. Yeah. Right before, uh, right before Yalden. You were at Yalden. We well, were Yalden. Well, if you read anything about the report, you'll know that DMP came in to fix the problem. And that would be myself and uh, the individual currently taking her sleep. Uh, who else? Who else what? I mean, just the two of you? Well, there were a couple of towns people that helped us out, but uh, we were the only DMP members to make it there first, so. Took care of it for them. Damn. Is <laughs> that yeah. not that much of a stretch? We sort of have a reputation. Yeah? 
Yep. We were bounty hunters before that. Oh. Well, uh, here that's how a lot of the DMP members start. Yep. So we started. Before that, we were in Blue Peak. When? Day of the Mother. You're going to tell me I'm traveling with the Reaper and the Wanderer in Wyatt. I just kind of look up yeah. and I'm like, slow smile. Dang well, it. if uh, you don't want me to tell you, then uh, we can just keep it simple and say you're traveling with DMP. If not, then yes. Those are our titles. Damn. Well. <laughs> I heard what you did at Blue Peak and Yaldon. Well, I, now that I know Yaldon was you. <laughs> yeah, that, in that uh, information was conveniently left out of the papers. Convenience, right. They uh, also failed to mention the exact number of DMP members present. Well, we intend to remedy that when we get to Airpack. Only two of you took care of that. Paper never fails to mention how many members of the 42nd were present whenever they fix a problem. Well, it's been my experience that the 42nd need all the numbers they can get. But, <laughs> uh, that's just been my experience. The last time I encountered them on a friendly level was Blue Peak. Before that... I may have. Let's just say he, uh, his kneecap is not growing back. <laughs> and to be fair, we weren't completely alone in Yalden. We may have been the only DMP members, but before we got there, some townspeople banded together in multiple places. We were only able to reach two before we had to go take care of the problem. But they had managed to keep their people safe. Defended themselves, and they saved lives. And when we actually went to go take care of the problem, we had some townspeople that went with us. Mm. And we probably would have died if it wouldn't have been for them. So, as incredibly heroic as it might seem that only two DMP went in and stopped Yaldon, it is unfortunately not the truth. Lots of people helped with that. We just happened to be the only ones with titles. Nods. Which uh, is what I intend to say to the fucking newspaper when I go and see them. <laughs> uh, careful with that. <laughs> Why? Oh, you know how journalists can be. Twisting what you say every which way. I don't have a lot of experience with journalists. As, uh, Constable, you get to learn to avoid them pretty quick. Not really good with the city, so... Not really good with people. If you're gonna deal with him, watch what you say very carefully. Noted. Uh, Talia, make a perception check. Shit. Cat is in the box. Get out of the box! Cat out of the box. <laughs> you think I'm murdering you? I know, right? <laughs> you think it'd be like I and murder? Five. Hey, seventeen. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So, as you're talking with Bradley, you're also kind of like just keeping an eye out and around because you're on watch. You're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And in the early hours of the morning as the sun's just starting to come up to the east over the mountains. You catch sight of that bird again. What's it doing? It's hovering over your campsite. Just making circles and then it eventually flits away south. 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 Can I smell? Like, oh, is the wind blowing? Uh, there's a 
A little. There's there's a little bit of a wind, but where is it coming from? Not south. Not south. Everybody knew about the bird, though, right? Yeah. There's that damn bird again. Looks so. Yeah, you think you see miracles and wonders happening in the city with technology? Then you get out of the cities and into the wilderness, and then the damn weirdest things start to happen. In. You have absolutely no idea just how weird they can get. I'm going to stand up and kind of like walk a little ways away from the camp. Okay. Not too much that he, like I'm out of earshot right. or out of sight. I'm just like looking south. Okay. Make another perception check. 15. 15? Yeah. You lose sight of the bird as it flies past some trees further down. You can't tell if it landed near them or for or if it kept flying beyond them right well bradley how quickly do people get up on caravans like this these folk if the need is urgent enough they won't ask for coffee thank you so much for listening to let's be legendary if you enjoyed our story please rate and review on itunes stitcher YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in the game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.